Welcome. This is she, and it is a Thursday evening on the North American continent, and tonight we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the sacral region of our body and connect with a powerful center point to do some inner work, some transformation, and reconnecting to our sacred energy. We in North America right now are into the evening hours and the moon, the full moon that's coming up this weekend is really powerful as we roll into a new season into the fall. So with that being said, we're moving towards an inward time here on this side of the globe and on the other side of the globe we're moving into an outward time of of the year, which is always showing us that we have these two energy forces going on, that we are balancing between worlds and realms, and this is really important to remember as we walk through life, that we cannot get rid of one or the other. The the gift would be to master balancing both. So as the pendulum moves from side to side, today we're going to go into uh, the sacral region a little bit further. And why this is so important, as we discussed two weeks ago, is because there is clearly dis-ease on our planet as it relates to this region of our collective body. The womb and the creation center, the sacred temple and the temple of magic that comes from the male energy, is been violated definitely over and over in this last 3,000 recorded to 5,000 recorded years on planet Earth. While we are a much older system than that, this is what we're coping with right now. So in the being in the moment would mean that we would start to want to heal these regions. So tonight, to dive in a little bit and to recapitulate some of the stuff we've touched on, that how we can make an impact. We started out with the violations that are going on that are blatant that people might know about, but each and every one of us has been touched by the sacral area. We've all come in through the womb. So everything that's been carried through our lineage came with us as we come through the womb because these are energetic ties that we have. No different than if you feel really connected to one region of the world. You have this energetic tie to aspects of yourself and it all comes funneling with you when you enter this world. So this is why we can look to the sacral region to really identify what's going on in our life. If we look at the base, the root, the foundation that we need, food, water, shelter, and are we ready, as I've talked about in the past, to embrace living and dying. And when we feel stable with food, water, shelter, living and dying, we have a really strong foundation to stand on and move from and stay in balance with in every moment. If one of those is out out of kilter, it takes a lot more practice to stay in balance. And it is possible to do, especially when you're going through intense rites of passage. You just need to be more mindful with your energy and realize that you're going to have less to expend out in the world because that foundation is shifting. No different if you were to do a renovation on your home. You're not going to have everyone running across the area that you're building or if you're putting a new foundation in place, you're not going to be uh, jumping up and down on the joists 
as they're doing the work. So there's just analogies to keep in mind. So tonight we're going to dive into this aspect of our foundation, the sacral region that leads to the masculine and the feminine energies. And within that, we are going to look at first uh, our inner code of ethics and what, why we're going to look at this. And we're going to reach out to uh, some writings by Patanjali or some translations of the Yoga Sutras, and we're going to combine it with the elements of the earth and our our ecosystem. When we take a look at these two systems, they give us a lot of clues at how we can live a balanced lifestyle. It's no secret. We have all the solutions on this planet, but we've forgotten to look at them. And I have a saying, even in projects that I create, there's no reason to recreate the wheel. Oftentimes our ego wants to recreate things because we want to have an identification that we did it. You know what? Mother Nature did it all. We can bow to her. We can be grateful for all the magic that it came across on this planet. And wow, we can be thankful for her because we didn't have to think of this. And so with that in mind, when we go to the womb, we can be thankful for the mother because she held us in her womb and gave us life. She created an environment that we could grow toes and ears, eyes and a nose and a mouth and senses and organs. I mean, all this is miraculous. So there's many things that we don't need to figure out here. All we need to do is do some really deep inner work and remember all the resources she gave us here on planet Earth. Earth, And guess what? They were all free. She didn't charge us for one thing. Free. Did you hear that? <laughs> and your mom, she made you for free. So, so we can get back to this place of alignment with self, let's dive into those inner code of ethics. What are your ethics and where have you compromised because you feel that you have obligations to many things on this planet? And what happens when we are feeling taxed, um, usually those obligations surround food, water, and shelter, and the fear of living or dying. So when those obligations start to creep up on us, then what happens is our sacral region, our womb, starts to feel... uh, a little encumbered. And if you're a male, you can refer to your sacred temple the same way you have a womb energy, you have a magic force, a life force there for creation. So this area starts to become a little bit filled with anxiety. If you're going towards fight for flight or survival mode, you're feeling like something's compromised. And this is where addiction starts. This is where sexual violation starts. This is where overconsumption starts because our root needs are not settled. So the energy creeps up. We start to have this fear, anxiety, this trauma in this location. It can be extreme or minimal. What happens then once you have that wound or that energy or a remembrance or a habit that's not healthy to keep your foundation solid then it throws everything off kilter and you start compromising these inner code of ethics because you're trying to get something back or you're trying to fill something up. So you might be uh, having to have more and more and more and more and then your whole lifestyle goes off into kilter because you get yourself in extreme debt or you are always out going on drinking binges or you've decided that this whole lifestyle is great for you, that you can just go and have 
non-committal relationships with people and ignore the possibility of healing the sacral region and really getting in tune with what your energy field needs so you can run smoothly through life. And then what happens as we're getting exasperated in this region, we develop dependency because what? We're in fear, we're flight fight for flight, we're reaching and grasping to everything around us just so we don't sink. So this is um, sounds like a lot, but it's not, it's not really. It's boiling down to five things and then realizing where our healing entry is. So if you had addiction or if you had violation or if you have abandonment issues or codependency issues, any of these things, you say, okay, I have those and what does this connect to? Why we look at the code of ethics is that's a big indicator immediately. If you're violating one of your inner code of ethics, that's an indicator where your work is leading to. So if you lie compulsively or you can't be truthful in your life, then you would say, okay, where is this leading to? Why am I doing this? Am I afraid that I'm not going to be loved? Am I afraid I'm not going to be able to live the life I I want to? What does it lead to? Just think about it for a moment. Uh, so what are your code of ethics? If you start to know the ones that you feel uncomfortable with, if you have a faith-based system and you're going to a temple or a synagogue or a church and you feel guilt, that can show you where you're violating your inner code of ethics. This doesn't mean you're violating a code of ethics that someone's imposing upon you. It's your inner code when you feel your heart sinks that you haven't been honest with someone or you feel that you shouldn't be stealing from someone or you uh, violated someone's relationship or your own. Whatever it might be, connect with it that you just don't feel integral with your actions. You may not be able to control your actions at this point in time, but connect with it. So right now, as you're listening, just write down um, where you feel in your life that you are violating your inner code of ethics for self, okay? And I'm not talking about the things you can justify. I'm talking about those things maybe that you can justify, but that just don't feel right. If you really had to be honest with yourself or look your grandmother in the eye and tell her you were doing this or look your mother in the eye and tell her you were doing this, that you would not be proud about it. Write that down. That is a violation, a self-violation of your own inner code of ethics. This is a great checkpoint when you ever go to do something, say, would I put this on the front page of a major publication? Would I put this on my Facebook wall? Whatever it might be, would I tweet about this? Some people are so blatant, and that's a whole other (laughs) discussion. But for right now, where you'd feel 100% great about it, and you might put it out there, but do you feel proud of it? Do you feel like it's completely integral? The other place of violation in the sacral region is are you putting on a false mask for the world to see? Are you pretending to be something that you're truly not, that you haven't embodied yourself? So that's another violation of your code of ethics because you're saying you're one thing, but you know you're not. Maybe you're you're pontificating about healing relationships, but you're having 10 adulterous affairs on the side, whatever it might be. Or maybe you're professing that you're this uh, guru, yet you don't even follow any of the principles of the methodology that you teach. So be really honest about what you're doing, and are you that? So um, 
think about that. Write it down. One, where you're violating yourself in a sense that it doesn't feel good. You're taking actions that are not integral to your inner code of ethics where you don't feel good about yourself. It's lowering your self-worth. And then write down the areas where you're putting on a false face. You're being a charlatan. You're not being true. And why is that? So if you can write that down on a piece of paper or bring it to your mind's eye right now, that will be the starting point for this uh, discussion. Now, these struggles that I talk about, um, what do they represent? Um, Oftentimes, the inner struggles that we're having, where we're having a conflict with our inner code of ethics, they might not seem like a big deal to some people, but to other people, they are a big deal. So we're not here to judge each other's inner work or our inner um, imbalances or our inner wounds in our body or in our in our life, but just to know whatever the the area of work that you're noticing, the thread for you, that is so important. It can be really, really minor in this lifetime, but th- this is what I want to remind everyone is that in different cultures around the world, they accept that they're going to keep going on as an energetic forum. They're going to have this period of time to continue to refine. We have gotten really used to instant gratification, instant things happening, and we've forgotten that these things can take a while to work out. So in maybe this articulation, this lifetime, maybe your dis-ease or your life's work coming across as something really simple well thank goodness (laughs) if it is but it doesn't mean it's not significant it's still just as significant what happens is if we don't master our inner work in this go around guess what it comes with you and it can take on a whole new articulation we're a little uh i guess arrogant in the sense that we think we know how it's going to come across I have no idea how your next articulation is going to come across and what you're going to actualize as your next incarnation or your next energetic manifestation or if you're going to be so um, enlightened that you can manifest your kingdom of heaven. Whatever it may be, we can't guarantee that for any of us, right? So I do know this from working with people from going in and out of their body and going from one realm to the next, that we carry our stuff with us. And if we don't let it go, if we don't clean our energetic fields, that lesson still perpetuates itself. You do have another chance to reconcile it. So this is why the sacral healing is so important, because this is our point of entry into this human form and this density, and it's our point of entry from our last life. So the womb is so important to hold it sacred and to be mindful with what we do with this energy, knowing that we come in with some some baggage and we might leave with some uh, is motivation for me to want to clear this energy field as much as possible. So if you your life work doesn't seem like it's really dramatic or traumatic, that means that, you know what, you're either really good at mastering your life work each time around or this is the first time you're embarking on this lesson. Some of us here have a more intense path and maybe we weren't as quick a learners or we held on 
longer. So the the magnification of our lessons was greater, or maybe we're getting closer to getting to our own uh, nirvana or kingdom of heaven. So when we do not let go of a situation, in this region, what happens is this is where it sends out the dis-ease in our body. And as I mentioned earlier, this is where disease starts to manifest. This is where addiction starts to manifest. This is where crime starts to manifest. This is where emotional conflict starts to manifest. So all of this is our creation center. All of that that's going on starts sending signals not only to our physical being, but outside of our being, into the unknown, into the universe. So now we'll dive a little bit deeper into the sacral region, is that next to the heart, this is one of the most manipulated energy centers on this planet. And as I mentioned, how this is manipulated is through sex, food, water, violation, addiction, uh, consumption of those items, it go, the list is rather long. And you can see all the articulations of this manipulation through mass media. And next, we can continue to ignore this or we can continue to create and then continue to create the media and the life that is supporting these off-balances. So the result of us clearing this energy in our sacral region is that we will connect to our inner and outer wellness. And as I mentioned a couple episodes ago, that when we connect to that inner wellness and then it ripples to our outer wellness, we start to have a healthy society. We're not going to get a healthy society if we keep our chamber violated, if we keep our temple not sacred, if we don't harness the most sacred energy center that you have in your physical being pure and keeping it in balance and allowing it to nourish you. The heart center, this is another area that's violated, but the interesting fact about this is the universe knows that this is its ability, this is the point of entry where it can support all of us this unified field of energy through the heart so if we can clear our sacral region our this energy center this pure temple then what happens is we can tap in more clearly to the universal field of the heart and that universal field that heart energy is an energetic fabric that holds the universe together. It's not by accident that it's in the center point of our energetic system in our biological form. And it helps balance both the light and the dark in the universe and within us. So if we we keep this area and allow ourselves to go out into this field and remember that we're supported there, we can also utilize the heart to help clear the sacral region. We can use the heart to check in and say, is this aligned not only for myself, you know, but is this aligned with the mathematical codes and the equations of the universe? There are, all of that we are is energy and waveform and frequency, and there are alignments and not. If there aren't alignments, they, as I've mentioned in the past, what happens is we get entropy. It becomes a heat death. It won't sustain. This is how we create explosions and destructive elements that harm people. 
The same thing is possible with any choice you make for yourself. We don't have to be creating a large weapon to uh, inflict harm upon someone. The same principles apply for your own emotions, for your own choices in life, is that you have the potential of creating energetic fields that are destructive to yourself. So we go to this creation center, we go to our sacred temple, we connect with our creation energy in the most pure form, back to when we were in the womb, when our mother was feeding us this love and feeding us the energy from the universe to support our life form and to support our growth. And some of you may have had the experience that maybe your mom didn't take care of herself. Well, guess what? That universal connection helps support that life form. And then some of you might say, well, my child came in with a disease or something else was going on. All of these things are so complex and there's many reasons why some of these things happen yet sometimes we don't like to hear why so while everything's not explainable we don't necessarily have a good reason for some of these things they are if we look at the energetic forms of where we came from what we're coming into and where we're to go next so now that i've given you this lead into the sacral um trying to loop it back to why we want to really clear our temple and why we want to purify our entire being and reconnect with our earth system is that we were given clues as to how to operate for ourselves and with our fellow human species, with our animal kingdom and the earth system. And how we can do that is we can look at, uh, which I've been asking some of my uh clients that I work with to look at for themselves and for myself and recently looking at how we've taken some of these scriptures and these clues and manipulated them for uh, mass consumption. And I don't know that they're supposed to be given out that way, but they might be. I don't know. I'm still contemplating that. So, But tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to look at these clues, and I would like it if you would go through them, and I will post them on on my site later, is that uh, if you look at the clues as to how you can relate to yourself and bring balance to your sacral region and honor your entire life form so it's in harmony with self, with each other, and with the universe. So... Yoga in Western culture is oftentimes misunderstood that yoga means just asana. Many people, because it's become very, very mainstream right now, know yoga from maybe doing asana, maybe some breath, understanding how important the breath is in conjunction with asana. Asana is the postures, the practice, meditation. These are points of entry for our society, especially in industrialized nations. However, that is just a fraction, and that's part of the practice of yoga. And there are what are known um, as these eight limbs that support yoga. Yoga is a way of life. It's not about going into just a yoga studio. Yoga studios are amazing places to help us with our practice, a place where we can go and practice. That's why you would go and do yoga every day because you want to practice it till you master it. And even when you master it, there's still something to learn. So yoga, the 
as Patanjali, as the translation from Patanjali are, is that the laws of life, yama, are nonviolence. So if you can connect with nonviolence as it relates to yourself and to the sacral region, have you violated anyone or been violated in this region? And it doesn't mean this has to be extreme. If you were in a situation where you weren't honest with someone in the sacral region, that would be a violation. That would be a, a violent act because you're infringing on the most sacred energy center in their body, a gateway to the universe. So nonviolence, evaluate. Are you living a nonviolent life? And what does that mean to you? Uh, it can mean many things to us, full spectrums. Even if you look at someone's eating habits, we have full spectrum of what people are consider violent or nonviolent. Evaluate that. Truthfulness, again, a very important time, topic, especially for the sacral region of the body. Are you truthful with yourself? Can you talk about this region of your body and have you been honest with it? And what does it mean? So to not just the sacral region, but your entire, this applies to your entire being, but we're bringing it to the sacral because this is the area where we definitely need the most healing on the planet. So nonviolence in this region and throughout your whole energetic being, truthfulness. Are you truthful with this part of your being, are you feeling completely as if you hold it as a sacred temple or are you using it as a tool to manipulate others? Are you being honest with yourself? Are you being truthful with yourself? Do you feel like you even understand the energy that exists here? Did someone ever teach you about the sacredness that exists right here in the sacral region? Ask yourself these questions integrity it comes with truthfulness but integrity we can be honest with our words but we might not be integral with our actions so i might tell you always tell you the truth but i might go do something else so in uh the tradition buddhist traditions and taoist traditions when we empty the mind when we become clear the clear mind and the clear thought is so important because that's what leads to our voice, the truthfulness, and that also leads to our action. So are you in integrity with all your actions? Are they matching up? And it doesn't mean that you have to fix everything immediately. Take it step by step. You're going to be more successful if you take everything step by step. If you recognize that you are a proponent for organic, non-GMO eating, which is all sacral. This is all sacral energy that we've been violating ourselves with, root and sacral, and guess what? Our masculine energy. All three of these energy fields have been violated by our eating system. Are you saying, no, this, this, and this, but you go out and eat a bag of Doritos? Or are you still buying packaged foods that has GMOs in? If you're pontificating, but you're not living the lifestyle, if you're offended, but you're not embodying what you speak about, embody it first. Come into integrity. And then, you know what? People are going to notice that that's your lifestyle, that's that's what you do. You don't talk about it, but you embody it. So think about it that way. Chastity is under the laws of life and, guess what, in the universe. So we've talked about this a little bit before, about the union between the male and the female. But what chastity, I'm going to give the interpretation here, uh, would be is no sexual misconduct. 
guess what? That means pornography, that's sexual misconduct, sex trading, sexual misconduct, uh, going out and being manipulative with your sexual energy, sexual misconduct. So think about, are you misusing this sacred energy? And where is your gray area? And where can you make refinements? Non-attachment, okay, we'll use the word a lot of times, detach, detach, but non-attachment means, it doesn't mean that you let go of your vision or you don't have a goal or you don't have something in your mind's eye, but you don't hold on to that so tightly that it can't actualize the way it's supposed to be. And also non-attachment in your life, the sutra that you're not going to be so attached to something that you won't let it go. For parents, this is really, this is a huge test. When you have a child, it's very easy to possess the children as if you own them, as if they're yours, they're your responsibility. They chose you to come in through you because they felt there was a union between those two people, lessons to be learned. There was something being mirrored to them. And all guess what? They also come in as teacher to you. So the non-attachment in so many different ways, that what you're building, uh, are you okay if it disappears tomorrow? Impermanence comes with non-attachment. And that goes back to nothing can continue without change. So it's a very... Uh, interesting process to really get to true non-attachment and the more you can embrace impermanence the better but you'll notice it sneaks up on you and you're like oh i'm still attached there because you feel the emotion that comes up in you so we have these laws of life that's something for you to consider this is where you can know that there's an area for healing transformation and refinement non-violence truthfulness integrity chastity, which would be no sexual misconduct, non-attachment in all aspects of your life. Now, he put together, um, we're going to call it the way of living, okay? Way of living. Simplicity. Guess what? When our life is simpler, it's a lot less to manage, all right? When we have a lot of things going on, we can look at social media today it's kind of maddening because there's so much information and there's so much pressure to put all this information out everywhere and get people to look at all this stuff. And what does that mean? So simplicity is this beautiful way to look at things. And are we willing to show up simply for the people around us? And how can we do that? And how can we emulate that in all aspects of our life? The same goes with your sacred temple. So if we go to the sacrum and we need to fill this region up with addictions, with pornography, with consumption, with shopping, with behaviors, with belief systems, with all these things, and that isn't going to make our life simple, it's going to make it more complex. So the more things that you're intaking that energetically and physically into this region of your body is not going to make your life simple and is not in alignment with any type of clues that we were given by the ancient yogis. So where else we can have the way of living, simplicity, contentment. Are you content in every moment? I mean, truly content. Can you be comfortable? Or do you have dis-ease in certain moments? And if so, that's okay. But those are signs. I have some 
balancing to chew. Okay, I've talked about this earlier on in the year. If you are taking anxiety, depression medications, if you have a lot of habits that are coping mechanisms, special little habits that make you possible for you to go through the day, this is a suggestion that we're not content with an aspect of our life and we need to make sure that we stay in alignment with that. Especially if you're making a change and it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel like awe, then that's an indicator that it's not aligned with you and that maybe you need to approach it differently. Purification, taking time for solitude, purifying your system, aligning, just because you realize a concept is true for you, you need to take the process to undo, to deprogram, to be alone, to be in solitude, and to detoxify, detoxify your system, detoxify your emotional body, your mental body, your physical body, all of these things are so, so important. Then surrender, the ultimate goal in yoga and asana, the the most difficult posture they'll say is shavasana. It's not sticking your head between your legs and holding your hand up, yourself up on one hand, or doing these really complex flexibility feats. It's actually surrendering, just laying down in corpse pose. So the way of living can really be this simple. Simplicity, finding contentment in every moment, taking time for purification, refinement of self, and surrender. These are a beautiful practice to welcome into your life. By doing this and by connecting with uh, these principles of life here and in the universe, you will automatically start connecting with some powerful healing within you. So right now, what I would love for us to do is to connect to uh, the Heart Sutra by Wa. This is uh, seven minutes approximately of a music meditation. I just want you to go inward. And I mentioned how the heart is our gateway to the universe. So right now, as you connect to this music and kind of allow all my banter and dialogue with you about living simply, purifying, bringing yourself into integrity, connecting with your code of ethics. I want you to take that breath from the heart center down to your womb, your sacral region of your body, and bring it back up and connect. Just keep connecting to that heart and asking self, am I ready to purify? Am I ready to cleanse? Am I ready to honor myself and bring myself into harmony through the womb, through the mother, through the energy of my sacred temple, through the energy of the sacred father. So just connect with that breath, connect with your stillness, your silence. Deep breath in and deep breath out. Deep full body breath in and deep breath out.
That was the Heart Sutra with Wa. And if you can continue taking a deep breath in and out of the sacral region, breathing in from the heart and sending the energy down to the sacral region, connecting with that universal field, inhaling and then sending the exhalation into the womb, the energy that you received from that inhalation, just imagine sending that energy into the sacral region, just clearing out, clearing the house of your house, your temple, your sacred energy, clearing it and bringing it into balance. These codes of life, codes of the universe, and these ways of living will help us within our way of living yoga, way of embodying yoga. And guess what? They will bring us in harmony. That's why we know that there are clues. They'll bring us in harmony to living together and to living with this world system that we are placed on, Mother Earth. As mentioned earlier, it didn't cost anything, zero, (laughs) nothing to be born. And the reason it's cost is because many of us right now are under the assumption that there is a cost, meaning a monetary currency. The only thing that happens is there's an energy exchange. There's energy moving back and forth, giving and receiving, giving and receiving. The biology of this region of the body from male to female suggests to us what this energy field is to do. Give and receive. Give and receive. We're given the clues, but we ignore them. So, again, just to go over those, those codes of life, the gateways into the universe and into yourself and into bringing healing and transformation and reconnection with the sacral region, nonviolence, what does it mean for you, truthfulness, how are you truthful in your life with yourself and with others, Integrity, are you standing in integrity? Are you that which you are professing? And are you walking the talk? Are you embodying that truthfulness? Or are you embodying that lack of truthfulness? Chastity, no sexual misconduct. This is your sacred temple. This is a sacred region of entry to the universe. Are you holding it as such? Non-attachment, are you able to have non-attachment, meaning are you able to embrace the code of impermanence, which is inevitable for all of us in this world system, because we come in and we go out. Non-attachment, meaning that we don't cling to anything. Energy cannot be compartmentalized, but we can accumulate fields and threads of attachment. Way of living, simplicity, contentment, purification, refinement, and surrendering to the divine, whatever you want to define that as. Simplicity, contentment, purification, refinement, and surrender. Now, these are our base structure of things that are point checks that we can keep checking in with ourselves and have that one code of or that one way of living a refinement we can keep checking in and refine 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 now yoga as i mentioned the posture the asana many of you 
can utilize practice of asana, practice of posture to help with this process because it can it can basically align your electromagnetic system, your physical body, your mental body, your spiritual body all through the asana. Each posture invokes something, not just for the physical body, but for all aspects. So the postures are really powerful and is a beautiful gateway into the practice of yoga, but I encourage all of you to study the postures beyond knowing what it is, that you're doing the sun salutation and you're moving through it and you've gotten much more flexible and you can go deeper or you're holding the pose. What does that pose mean and what is it invoking within your system? Connect with it and see what happens. Breathing. So as I love to have everyone breathe in and out of their heart, the breath exercises deepen the postures, but also deepen your capability of moving through a moment, especially when we have constriction. So the breaths that I love to encourage people to do is one, the heart breath, breathing in from the base of your spine and bringing that breath all the way up, up through the heart and then out through the mouth, breathing in the energy into the heart, and then out. What we're doing is we're bringing in that foundational energy to help clear. We're bringing in that magical energy from the sacrum and the sacral energy of the body to clear the heart, to clear anything that's keeping us from connecting to the unified field of love in the universe that will support us. So you breathe in and out. Breathe in. And out. Now, if you know that you have a lot of energy, you have anger and heat coming from the liver, from your solar plexus, from your sacral region, from your temple, you have heat coming from the temple and from your foundation. We need to get this out. So we bring in and we can employ what's known as the lion's breath, releasing the breath from the mouth and releasing the toxins physical, mental, emotional, spiritual from our body. Doing this on a daily basis is really powerful. You can start with some heart breaths, breathing into the heart and out. Breathing in love and exhaling love. Breathing in love and exhaling love. Breathing in love Exhaling love. Now let's release some heat. Breathing in full body breaths, connecting to that stagnation, those pockets of energy, that anger, that frustration, whatever you might be holding in, wherever you're holding it in, breathe it in. And then out through the mouth, releasing the tongue and the breath. Allowing the body to collapse and release into your almost a fetal position if you're in the seated posture. Breathe in and out. Just really allowing yourself to release. Breathe in and out. Now we have one more breath that you can employ to help clear the sacral region of the body. And that is the earth to body balancing breath is to bring yourself into standing posture placing your feet on the earth, the physical earth, if you can, and opening the 
computer board that's at the base of your feet, there are all the acupuncture points for your entire body, your whole system, right there. Connecting to the earth is a great way to instantly calibrate the center. So you stand on the earth, feet hip distance apart, relaxing your pelvis, breathing the energy in. Imagine yourself breathing that breath in from the earth, into your feet, up into the womb, into your sacred temple, welcoming in the cleansing and the clearing, and then bringing that earth energy all the way up your entire being, allowing it to clear, re-energize, balance your whole entire computer system, and then releasing the breath figuratively and literally through the top of your head, through the crown chakra, and then bringing your energetic field and your mindfulness back down to the earth, welcoming in the entry of the energy through the base of your feet, back up and out the crown of your head. Connect with the circuit of breath. Then, after you've completed the cycle of breathing, allow yourself to lay on the earth, breathing in and out from that heart, breathing in love, out love, allowing the earth to balance you with the world system, the sun, and the earth. Connect with that. That can really instantly bring you back into balance. Beautiful practice. So those three breath exercises are the the heart breath, lion breath, releasing the toxicity, heart breath connecting to you to the unified field of the universe, and the earth breath connecting you to our ecosystem, breathing in and out. Also, introducing the breath and mindfulness within your posture, your instructor in the yoga room or in the temple can help you with the breath, deepening the posture, connecting deeper with the posture and what it means. The next practice we welcome in with yoga is retirement of senses. So I'd like to point this out to some of the exasperated pockets of the yoga world, you might have entered into the pop culture aspect of yoga, maybe you're ready to deepen your practice. So part of that might have been over sensations to the senses. When we become more simplistic, more purified, we actually retain the energy of our senses. We don't overstimulate them. Overstimulation of our senses can lead to addiction, and we want more and more and more. Someone that is over drinking loses their senses sometimes because they've saturated so much with a toxic substance that they start losing their smell, they start losing their taste, uh, they start losing their ability to even take care of themselves because your uh, inhibitions go down. So the same with life. If we're overindulgent with life and not mindful to bring that, have that practice, we can play. And, but then also bringing ourselves into solitude. The senses are the same way. Be mindful when you want to go and have a long, joyful meal versus an intense meal where you're shoving it all in and taking it in. Or if you really are into the sense experience, do it in moderation. So retirement of senses meaning that your life is going to become more simple, your food habits are going to become more simple, your beverage habits are going to become more simple. All of these things help purify and clear our sacral region of our body. The next aspect is uh, being mindful, focus, and attention. When we are what's known in Ayurveda, Vada, when we're too airy and our mind is going everywhere and we are not committed to a practice, we're not committed to what we want to refine in our life, 
our energy field is going to too many directions and we're not able to really produce what we want to produce in our lifetime because we're too busy going everywhere. We are a holistic system. We are getting all these in-feeds, seven in-points into your physical body. There will be distractions, but keeping them all in balance and bringing our attention to that which we are here to serve with. So in the attention, focus on how you can serve in your life, how you can serve your family, your friends, yourself, and that is where you want to focus your attention. If there's these other things pulling at you and you really aren't feeling that you have gifts to supply to those regions and you're not really serving them, then let them go. Really focus on the areas where you know that you can serve, that you have something to offer. You know, knew from when you came in that this is where your destiny was. A good sign is you know, the things that you've learned along the way um, are going to be an indicator to you that that's how you're here to serve. Once you've determined that, then start focusing the attention and release the distractions. Be mindful with who your your sangha, your community is. This will all help you clear the house, become in alignment with self. The next two things are meditation and settling the mind. Settling in the mind will be creating less thoughts. You don't have a whole dialogue and uh, you realize that the whole world is not speaking in code, that you can take everything um, for face value and you can actually receive what's being given to you as a teaching in every moment. That settles the mind because you realize in every moment that what you need is going to be provided. So you don't need to overthink really anything. It just can arrive. And when you start to have discomfort with a situation, that's where you know you that's an area of refinement, a place to become more settled, and a place to in, invoke some solitude, some meditation. The daily practice of meditating is something that our soul craves. So all of these things I've shared with you thus far this evening are how we can bring our sacral region into harmony for ourselves, for our ecosystem around us, for our world system, and for the universe. When we look at these as a, a medicine and a way of living, we become in harmony with how we were designed to reside here on the planet. Now, I mentioned that the other aspect of this is the world system, and that's why I brought you to the breath, connecting to the earth, is that when we look outside, when we bring ourselves into harmony, then we start to realize, wow, everything's here. So right now we have a lot of people realizing that all this manufactured food isn't healthy for us. Well, it's not rocket science to figure it out. People in labs and lab coats and making weird foods to make money. Again, we were born into a system that... It was an energetic contract with the universe. We we selected a womb and we were delivered to this place. And wow, pretty amazing place you were delivered to. We were delivered to a place that has everything you need, all the elements and all the medicines that you could ever need to gain wellness. It has everything to nourish you and it has everything to provide shelter for. So we really didn't need anything, right? So you came in. All you needed to do was master self. So they said, here, you can have everything. Everything's right before your hands, right before beneath your feet. And all you have to do is master this, the mind. 
once you learn to empty the mind, once you learn to clear the heart and hold your sacred energy, your access point to the universe with integrity, aligned with a code of ethics, truthfulness, non-attachment, a code of conduct with temple, you will be in harmony with your entire ecosystem. So I hope that you can take some time. I've pasted on the board here to connect with your inner code of conduct, how you want to hold your sacral temple, and how you want to bring yourself in alignment, not just in one aspect, but within your entire world system. And this will, as you start with self, and then it will change your worldview and how you're impacting and interacting with the life around you. So if you have any questions or you want to engage deeper on an individual level, please feel free to send me an email at s at suzannetoro.com. Again, s at suzannetoro.com. And until next time, I really am thankful for you taking the time to listen to me orate for this space. And I am really thankful that you we consider Uh, transforming and realigning with your temple, sacred energy to the universe. Until next time, with a deep bow, a very full, thankful heart, a soft gaze, and a namaste. This is she, signing out.